Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Mark chapter 15. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this story of the crucifixion, we are sad to see what Jesus is going through. We're so thankful that he was willing to go through this, that we could be saved. We thank you through Jesus. Amen. Mark 15. And as soon as morning came, after formulating a plan, the chief priests with the elders and scribes and the whole Sanhedrin tied up Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him and said, You say so. And the chief priests began to accuse him of many things. So Pilate asked him again, saying, Do you not answer anything? See how many charges they are bringing against you. But Jesus did not answer anything further, so that Pilate was astonished. Now at each feast he customarily released for them one prisoner, whom they requested. And the one named Barabbas was imprisoned with the rebels who had committed murder in the rebellion. And the crowd came up and began to ask him to do as he customarily did for them. So Pilate answered them, saying, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he realized that the chief priests had handed him over because of envy. But the chief priests incited the crowd so that he would release for them Barabbas instead. So Pilate answered and said to them again, Then what do you want me to do with the one whom you call the king of the Jews? And they shouted again, Crucify him! And Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted even louder, Crucify him! So Pilate, because he wanted to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas. And after he had Jesus flogged, he handed him over so that he could be crucified. So the soldiers led him away into the palace, that is, the governor's residence, and called together the whole cohort. And they put a purple cloak on him, and after weaving a crown of thorns, they placed it on him, and they began to greet him. Hail, King of the Jews! And they repeatedly struck him on the head with a reed, and were spitting on him. And they knelt down and did obeisance to him. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple cloak, and put his own clothes on him. And they led him out, so that they could crucify him. And they forced a certain man who was passing by, Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus, who was coming from the country, to carry his cross. And they brought him to the place Golgotha, which is translated, place of a skull. And they attempted to give him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him, and divided his clothes among themselves by casting lots for them, to see who should take what. Now it was the third hour when they crucified him, and the inscription of the charge against him was written, The King of the Jews. And with him they crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by reviled him, shaking their heads and saying, Aha, the one who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Save yourself by coming down from the cross. In the same way also the chief priests along with the scribes were mocking him to one another, saying, He saved others. He's not able to save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross so that we may see and believe. Even those who were crucified with him were reviling him. And when the sixth hour came, darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. 
And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders, when they heard it, said, Behold, he is summoning Elijah. And someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink, saying, Leave him alone. Let us see if Elijah is coming to take him down. But Jesus uttered a loud cry and expired. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who was standing opposite him saw that he had expired like this, he said, Truly, this man was God's son. And there were also women observing from a distance, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James the younger and Joseph and Salome, who used to follow him and serve him when he was in Galilee, and many other women who went up with him to Jerusalem. And when it was already evening, since it was the day of preparation, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the council, who was also himself looking forward to the kingdom of God, came, acting courageously, and went in to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. And Pilate was surprised that he was already dead, and summoning the centurion, asked him whether he had died already. And when he learned of it from the centurion, he granted the corpse to Joseph, And after purchasing a linen cloth and taking him down, he wrapped him in the linen cloth and placed him in a tomb that had been cut from the rock. And he rolled a stone over the entrance of the tomb. Now Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was placed. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. The Jews were not allowed to put anyone to death. And they wanted Jesus crucified, so they had to get the governor to issue that judgment. They got their game plan together and brought Jesus to the governor first thing in the morning. The charge that meant something to the Jews, that Jesus claimed to be the Son of God, wouldn't mean anything to the Roman governor. So they had to come up with something that the Roman governor would think was bad enough to convict Jesus. Apparently, they said lots of things, but the only thing that meant anything was, King of the Jews. Being a king not appointed by Rome would be a reasonable charge. It was obvious to Pilate that Jesus was not leading a rebellion. What Pilate didn't know was that Jesus' kingdom was more real than the Roman Empire. Pilate doesn't want to crucify Jesus, so he gives them the choice between Jesus and Barabbas. Everyone knew that Barabbas was a part of a group that had committed murder, so the choice should have been obvious. But the people shouted to release Barabbas and crucify Jesus. The soldiers flogged Jesus and mocked him, calling him king, putting a crown of thorns on his head, and then hitting him. Ordinarily, the prisoner was supposed to carry the cross to the place they would be crucified, but apparently Jesus is already too weak from the beatings to carry the cross. So they grabbed Simon of Cyrene to carry it instead. The crowds the chief priests, the scribes, even the others crucified with Jesus were mocking him. They were enemies of Jesus and think they have the upper hand now. Little did they know that Jesus was dying for their sins if they would accept him. There was darkness for three hours. We don't know what physical phenomenon could have caused the darkness. Since it was Passover, it should have been a full moon, which would mean there shouldn't have been a lunar eclipse. But We know God was in control of it. Jesus cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
Then, with one more loud exclamation, he died. Then Mark records those who believed in Jesus, starting with the Roman centurion who says, Truly, this man was God's son. We have listed several women who were there at the crucifixion, but Mark doesn't mention any male disciples being there. Then we have Joseph of Arimathea, as Mark says, acting courageously to ask for Jesus' body and burying it in his own new tomb. And now for a deeper dive. Jesus dying for our sins is the obvious point of this chapter, but there are so many other characters here to think about and how it affected them. What about Barabbas, who deserved to die and is saved from death by Jesus dying in his place? Simon of Cyrene, who was in the wrong place at the wrong time and got forced to carry Jesus' cross. Did he become a follower of Jesus and carry his own cross, as Jesus put it? Apparently, Mark's readers knew about Simon's sons, Alexander and Rufus. How about the passers-by who said, Aha! The one who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Save yourself by coming down from the cross. Did they believe when Jesus came back from the grave in three days? And the centurion, who was convinced from the way Jesus died that he was the Son of God. But then there's us. How are we affected by this? Does it change our lives? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.